comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Erwick is gone, the canisters are gone, we've got nothing here. Damn it! You are now on a secure channel and ready to listen to 24, the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. This is a podcast focused on the Fox television series 24 and its new mini-season, Live Another Day. I am executive mail clerk Aaron Newworth, writer for Why So Blue and the host of the film podcast, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. And with me is also from Why So Blue and the Naptown Nerd, Special Agent Brandon Peters. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. And from Cinemaxwell, it's Senior Director Maxwell Haddad. And good night, hello. <laughs> the events of this podcast occur in real time. And here we are, guys. We have made it to the end of the season of 24 Live Another Day. Lots of things happened. It's fairly emotional, I would say. We'll get to that. And, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, we're, we made it. We're here. Wow. Moves by fast. Yeah. It's quite the event. I guess before we get into some news here, let's do the the synopsis real quick. This is episode 10 p.m. to 11 a.m. And what's this one about, Brandon? As the world teeters... On a terror plot of mass proportion, Jack and, t- and a team reunite one last time to avert an imminent crisis. With no time left and the fate of the free world on the line, Jack is faced with an unthinkable and grave decision. Yeah, he certainly makes some big decisions in this episode. <laughs> and if we thought Jack was being brutal before, uh, we certainly get to see some uh, some other big things happen this time around. But before we get into the episode, let's do a little little house cleanup here. Let's do through some news on there. Um, Let's see. This was the season, the season finale of 24. Live another day. Um, we don't know what's going to happen um, with the future of 24 at this point, but I can say that 24 is going to be at San Diego Comic Con next week. They're going to have a panel. I hope. I hope Kiefer Sutherland's going to be there. I hope to make it to that panel because I'll be at Comic Con this year. And here's what I see is happening at this panel, and I, I think you guys could probably go along with me. That there's there's one of two options, I think. One is that 24, the entire series, will be announced as a Blu-ray release. Like, that'd be something awesome, I think it's so, right? It's not. Nope. They're doing a DVD again. You know, maybe, maybe there'd be a big announcement. I don't know. That could be a... That's one. That's I like one. that, but I, I got a yeah, very disappointing thing when they, they, they uh, the new DVD set featuring 24 mm-hmm. another day. Well, who knows? I mean, <laughs> well, that that's one that's one idea. The other idea would obviously be that they would announce a whole another season of Twenty Four, whether or not it be you know soon next year, twelve episodes, twenty four episodes, or what. I, that's you know the other likely possibility of what could happen at a panel about Twenty Four Comic Con. Is that fair to say? I mean, happy, it couldn't be like aftermath Q and A weeks after the final episode aired, right? But I mean, if they were going to do something for Comic Con, it would have been last year. Were they at Comic-Con last year? I don't believe so. No. Not, they, a, not they, like mean, a, a focused panel, no. You'd think they would have got on and be like, hey, next summer, we're there's, all back, here we are. There's nothing at WonderCon either, for that matter, or New York Comic-Con. Mm-mm. Huh, interesting. I'd be, I'd actually be curious to look up if Comic of 24 has been at Comic-Con before, <laughs> actually, come to think of it. Unless they have some alternate clip that extends the ending of this, I, I really would think it'd be an announcement of uh, another another run. That's certainly pretty pretty exciting, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I guess we'll you know we'll have to wait and see on that one. But that's uh, that's where we stand right now. But with that in mind, does anyone know the ratings of the finale? Okay, so the finale has a six point four seven, higher than the last few weeks. Is that millions of viewers? Millions of viewers, yeah. Yeah, then that is higher than the last few weeks. That's higher. That that's the highest since third episode, actually, since like the second week. The, uh, the first two, ep- the, you know, the block of first episodes, I had the 8.8, which is 8.08, which is like the, hey, <laughs> it's back. <laughs> We're all curious kind of rating. And so the finale, you know, certainly had a lot of the attention of many. Um, so, I mean, that just, you know, caps off a season that was, you know, really well rated for a primetime Fox TV series. Um, in the summer. In the summer with steeps of competition and the advent of DVR since, you know, 24 had left the air, since the popularity of DVR since the 24 had left the air. So, I mean, it certainly, you know, it held strong throughout its season run, and, you know, we've we've talked about how, you know, it's been well-received well, re- well received critically. So, I mean, there's 
beyond availability, there's no real reason I can see of not continuing 24. So I guess we can just, you know, kind of hope, if, given that we, um, you know, are fans of this series <laughs> and are fans of, you know, this season and, the, you know, see the strength that they that everyone's had in, you know, putting another season out there. I can only hope that, you know, they do it again. You know, what I liked is they brought it back. They, they mentioned some finality to it or whatever, but they never really said this is the final season. Mm-hmm. They never said they were continuing. So it, it kind of added a, a sense of intrigue. Uh, a little bit of suspense and uncertainty every time you know you were watching an episode, especially the finale. With how is this going to end? Is this is this it? It is. This, did they make it like this was it? Did they? Is there a possibility? You know, you never watching this episode had that added intrigue of not knowing if it was coming back for another season, which was very interesting. It wasn't like you know some shows. It's like. Well, this is you know the final season, so you expect an end game. You expect it to kind of play a certain way, and you have that sort of comfort zone that this is it with the final episode. Or you know, there's the also you know like oh it's coming back next season. What are we going to set up? Well, we, you get neither of that. And I guess we'll we'll get there when we talk about the episode. But it, uh, yeah, I do agree that it provides a it provides a satisfying close that doesn't necessarily close the entire book on 24, but at least leaves you not necessarily thinking, man. It has to go here next. It just more or less gives you a solution to <laughs> to how to end the season without, you know, completely capping off the possibility of further seasons of 24 in a more effective manner, I think, than season eight provided. Yes. Let's see real quick before we get to the episode. I'll just want to point out that um, Maxwell Brand and I are, you know, the hosts of the Ichapod Crane cast as well, which covers Sleepy Hollow. And there was news of the kind of premiere date for that. And just be, since, you know, we're doing this show and not that show, I might as well announce it here. Uh, we've put it on the Twitter feeds and whatnot, but Sleepy Hollow does premiere on September 22nd, a Monday, which comes right after Gotham, um, the you know the TV series based around uh, was it Detective James Gordon in the city of Go- in Gotham mm-hmm. City with uh, hosts. It's gonna be a of, huge night of television, right there. Yeah, it's it's like one of the biggest geek nights of TV that I'm certainly excited for coming this. Uh, so much so we might have to have like a Gotham corner like segment in our Ichabod Crane cast just to read just to, <laughs> just to fit in some Gotham stuff if we end up really liking the show, which I hope to. I wanna like it. We'll see. Gotham Corner. Gotham Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Crime Alley. <laughs> Gotham. God. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Um so with that with that out of the way, let's get to the episode. Let's uh Let's dive into this final episode of 24 Live Another Day, 10 p.m. to 11 a.m. I love, I love the way he said it. <laughs> right? You know, normally it's so monotone. The following takes place between blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah. But here is like the following takes place between 10 p.m. and 11 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make sure you heard the differential. <laughs> if you had a 3D TV, you could actually see Jack Bauer pointing and winking at you when he said it that time, too. It's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those special features. <laughs> it's the yeah, it's that fo- Fox. It's the um, the FXX Mark broadcast twenty four. That's what it was. Huh. But yeah, no, it was. Uh, I did like that. It it told you the episode title, so you knew there was going to be some jump in there, just not quite where. Although I think I'd like to think that we could have kind of guessed that that like kind of during the episode, I guess where it could have been coming at. But um, certainly wasn't the epilogue I was hoping for with you know Jack and Kim Bauer sipping some lemonade <laughs> while sitting on a porch somewhere. Yeah, no Kim Bauer. Yeah. No Aaron Pierce. No. But hey, let's let's go through this. Let's get through this, guys. Here we go. Okay, so this episode opens with um Audrey sitting on the bench trying to kind of help her help her contact, who was of course brutally shot down along with Audrey's Secret Service agents last week. That doesn't pay off because Chang Sniper finishes the job and tells and uh, you know, Chang calls up Audrey, tells her not to move from that bench or she'll be shot again. She'll be shot too. Jack meanwhile, Jack finds a secret cell phone in Anatol's office after kind of Really bangs up that office and eventually finds a cell phone. Finds finds like a secret drawer. There's always a secret drawer. Yeah, in the top shelf, no less too. I'm very curious the design of this this cabinet that he like burst through. But anyway, um, Jack uses um, Anatol's fingerprint to get into the phone. He learns that a shipment is leaving the harbor that night. Um, Jack also sees what's happening. He also okay, a lot of things. So Jack Jack he sees that a shipment that a shipment's leaving the harbor that night, which he assumes where Chang is is at that point. Jack also sees what's happening with Audrey. He gets kind of a a video message that's showing like the crosshairs of that Audrey's in place of. Chang calls Jack and says that if he doesn't stop tracking him, Audrey's going to die. Uh, so Jack and Kate tell Mark that they have no choice, but they have no choice in that getting Audrey is the only way to stop the war. 
Um, the plan is for Jack to go to the harbor and Kate to take out the sniper that's watching Audrey. So they have to split up at this point to kind of hopefully get a double win at this point. Save Audrey and stop Chang. And then Mark is all like, Jack, she loves you! And he's like, shut up! (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was a ridiculous thing. Shut up! I I like Jack being just like very curt with Mark, but in the most like over-the-top way possible. (laughs) You idiot! Shut up! Stay low. <laughs> Jack Bauer words of advice. Anyway, Heller arrives at CIA London. He's updated by Eric. By he's, he's updated by Eric. What's going on? And he gets into the Admiral and asks about their current state of uh, military readiness. He orders the country subs and silos on their highest level alert. And there's like one guy that keeps like suggesting nukes. Right? There's like one guy and there's like, hey, should we get the nukes ready? Like just constantly, like nukes, nukes. Are we doing nukes? Nukes, guys. Yes. Nukes it up. Nuke them if you got them. And it's, it's like, Heller's like, you know, he's not down for this. He wants to get the job done, but just like, they keep kneeling about the nukes. I, it's very frustrating, I think, to listen to like the, the Heller Chinese con- president conversations of, that consist of like, listen, I didn't bomb you and then lie to you about it so you could attack me so I could attack you back, but you're not going to believe me until you have proof. Like, it's just this weird kind of scheme of one-upsmanship that makes sense oh. in the world of 20, what, what, Maxwell? It also bothers me how many people on this show mispronounce the word nuclear. <laughs> they say nuclear. Nuclear. It's a it's a uh, commonly mispronounced word, but you'd think actors in a TV show would say it properly. Or they just have to go to the library and try to look it up and find out. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's over down by the creek. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we catch up with Chloe, who's kind of limping along the side of the road before she gets picked up by some good Samaritans. The, the, the only two you'll find in 24 this season. Um, she calls Jack and tells him what's happened. She wants she wants to help, and he agrees to pick her up. Chloe good has thing, to... Good thing they were pretty close. Yeah, right? They, they help. I'll swing by and get you. Yeah. Oh, I'm two blocks away. Perfect. Here's like here's one little gripe I have. It's so minor. It does, it's almost comical. But Chloe like has to like convince Jack that he that she wants to help. She's like, Adrian tricked me. He played with my mind and all that. And then she pulls the bomb. You're my I'm your only friend, Jack. And I'm thinking, hold on, a couple episodes, Jack called one of his old CIA buddies just to get some, like, random information. Like, Jack has friends everywhere. He's Jack Bauer. He's a friendly guy. Like, when he's not stopping terrorists, everyone wants to be friends with Jack Bauer. I don't know about Chloe being his only friend, but... I don't know if I'd want to be friends with Jack Bauer, because it kind of yeah. seems like if you know Jack Bauer, you die. No, if you if you love Jack Bauer, you die. If you're just, like, casual acquaintances with him, you know, he's probably a good guy. I don't oh. know. Edgar was just <laughs> hey, a hey, casual... Tony, Ed... Tony is still alive, so... <laughs> Edgar was just a casual acquaintance, and we all know what happened to that poor smuck. <laughs> Did they know each other, though? I mean, yeah, that's true. was a casual acquaintance. They, they knew each other for one day. <laughs> and the next, day, the next day he saw him, Edgar was dead. I mean, suffice, suffice to say, he, if he has a random CIA buddy, he just call and be like, hey, can you get me the uh, fingerprints on this guy? Like, just randomly. He's like, Jack has friends, right? It was Douglas, Douglas, Douglas McSmitherson yeah. he was for the CIA. But, but this will play to the end, so we'll, I'll let it stand. <laughs> it just kind of humor me. It's like, hey, I don't know. Jack's been around the world. He probably has some people. He's, what, what's, oh, what's his name? The bald guy? Belchek? Belchek, yeah. Oh, Belchek's his buddy, right? <laughs> yeah. Belchek is awesome. Yeah. Just, yes. just one name, like Madonna. Okay. <laughs> I'm not in America, and I'm not American. We'll get back to Belchek, though, because he jumps in, and I'm like, oh, Belchek's here, great. Things are going to go well. But anyway, Heller speaks of the Chinese president, as I mentioned before, and he tells him he'd like to avoid the conflict. The Chinese president does not buy that Chang is alive, for whatever reason, because the president would be like, I'm going to make up a crazy story after randomly attacking the Chinese. <laughs> Because that makes a lot of sense. Because I want to start, I start a war. That's that seems to be my mo. That's what the Chinese president. Oh, you guys are blaming Chang again, huh? <laughs> the old Chang <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, Heller gives him a point at which he'll have no choice but to respond to the Chinese military get too close. So the t- the the, uh, the tensions are being raised there. Um, so we really got to you know stop that Chang. Jack picks up Chloe. She tells Adrian. And, yeah, we get the whole conversation about Adrian being manipulating her and uh, that she wants to make her amends. He updates her on the operation with Chang and what's happening with Audrey. Um, So we get back to Kate, who's now able to contact Audrey without Chang or the sniper's knowledge by using the old clever tactic of of a speakerphone on her phone. (laughs) I thought um, she was going to text her. I I, I did enjoy that. It's like the one way that they won't know that... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that uh, Audrey's in contact with Kate is by having her phone blare out the exact voice of her telling her what to do without sniper's knowledge. But it's working. Kate has Audrey uh, 
uh, draw the sniper's fire, but make a sudden movement so Kate can get a read on where the sniper is. It works, and Kate's you know able to find the sniper's location. We get more of a double down on the if she moves again, kill her from Chang. And yeah, so basically, if anything unusual happens, the sniper is ordered to shoot. Uh, getting back, there's a lot of simultaneous stuff happening, so I got to kind of go back and forth here. Jack meets up with Belichick at the docks, which is nice. I was like, I didn't, I, I, I should have probably seen that coming, but at the same time, I was like, oh, Belichick's here, good. Like Jack has a buddy <laughs> to go with on the boat. Um, they get all their weapons and everything. Uh, a lieutenant always follows his general into war. There you go. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Kate tells Audra that she's moving into position to take out the sniper. This all relies on the fact that like the Chinese are moving their ships closer and closer to like you know the imaginary line in the sea that's going to be the point where. Heller's like, I'm going to have to take action. So, you know, they have to speed things up. Uh, so Chloe, Jack dropped Chloe off in kind of a random container that happens to have like a bunch of satellite equipment in it. So Chloe's able to connect to the satellite that helps Jack and Belichick maneuver through and around various armed men. It's pretty video gamey, but pretty awesome as well. They get aboard the vessel, which Chang is supposed to be leaving on Chang's tech guys. So Jack, Jack, Jack and Belichick are basically like, they're taking out guards on the low Check's tech, check's tech guy, check, check. Chang's tech guys figure out that somebody is linking with the satellite. He sends out men to reinforce, you know, the 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 ship while Jack and Belichick are, you know, slowly moving around. And Chloe, Chloe tells Kate that she has to move immediately because there's there's no time. Bro, there's a lot of t- <laughs> a lot of condensed time, a lot of a lot of movement going on. Yeah, I was reminded of the opening of uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. Trying to make sure I'm not missing anything. It's a lot of a lot of action stuff. So really good action. Really good. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Very good. And we'll get to where the action gets like season one, end of season one, good in a second here. But uh, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. Kate is able to take out the sniper and move Audrey to safety. She contacts CIA and tells them that Jack needs backup. So at that point, like Audrey's presumably safe. So Jack's like now on the move. Chang's men spot Jack and Belichick. Chang orders the captain to start the engines. Cutting back over to Audrey on the way to off the property with Secret Service detail. We'll emphasize how terrible Secret Service is in a second. But Kate and Audrey ambushed by a man with an automatic weapon. Audrey is hit in the chest and she dies. I screamed. Yeah, I was. I was. They pulled the old uh, make us feel comfortable and then punch us in the gut right when we're yeah, exhaling. I was shocked and didn't see it coming, and it was an emotional and overwhelming, and I was like, oh, no, Audrey! It was a very when, – when you get – when I got – when they got her safe, I was, like, happy. I was fine, and there was no reason for me to suspect something bad would happen. When they cut back to a scene with them, I just knew there was no – there was no reason for us to be seeing Kate and Audrey unless something bad was going to happen. And call it, like, you know, TV, film watcher intuition, but – I didn't think Kate was going to be the one that gets shot. So that said, I was very upset by the fact that Audrey did die. Yeah, and it seemed to me more likely yeah. that Kate would have bit the dust. I, I felt I, – I didn't know necessarily feel a death was coming, but I felt maybe a, a severe injury or a surrounding attack of another, you know, sort of we need to get out of this somehow action sequence was about to start. Yeah, and then, like, Silent Clock happened, which really added to it. Too. it was like, well, oh, yeah, yeah that, that to, was uh... – yeah. Definitely did. I was, uh, with like a, you know, the obviously the show has done it before, but um, this instance in the middle of an episode was particularly uh, visceral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, I had a, it, it, it gave me chills almost. I was like, oh, oh wow, you know. Well, we've been with Audrey for years and seen her escape danger so many times. I mean, of, of any of Jack's love interests, she's been the one we've constantly seen him rescue and been involved right. with that right I mean, even more so than terry and that was his wife and kim's mother well we I, only spent one season with terry yeah. we spent many seasons with audrey and many yeah. ups and downs yeah so, you know and so much of this season was about the heller family it felt like uh season four all over again yeah yeah very yeah. true there was there was arguably almost as much if not more of the hellers than there was of jack this season yeah yeah well they were yeah when you weren't with Jack, you were with the Heller, kind of. Right. And not to necessarily impugn what Jack went through or, or his contribution, but the Heller certainly had a more, uh, a richer narrative and more more emotions uh, throughout. Yeah. Based on history and you know involvement of certain characters and how they factor in, yeah, for sure. And we'll get to kind of we'll get to the end when when we when we get of, there when we can register yeah. all so, that's happened and what you know it's uh, Kate Winter is the only female character romantically involved with Jack that is alive in the 24 universe. 
because we had, you know, Terry Bauer. Well, Kim Bauer. It, Romantically? Oh, romantic. oh, sorry. I, I didn't yeah. know this was Game of Thrones. What se- yeah. Um, the the woman um, in season three in Mexico, she got a bullet to the head. Um, yeah, Audrey, long did, time, and, and Renee. Did, did Connie Britton's character... Uh, oh, that's right. No, she's alive, ask. too. Okay. Yeah, okay. But she has to live with that. But um. Connie, Britton's, <laughs> Connie Britton may have lived, but her heart was broken. So. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, Audrey is... Uh, She's taken out, and it's sad. And so, okay, I remember what I was gonna say. I do like that, you know, even though like the Chang thing is obviously the bigger deal in terms of what to kind of what objective needs to be solved. The idea of you know having Kate be the you know kind of strong female character to save another female character on the show, I, it you know it, it's it's a ni- it's a nice thing that like kind of goes within the season, in you know in the way they're kind of playing certain tropes and whatnot throughout the season of twenty four. It was. I, it's not like Jack's, you know, solving everything himself. There's, there's a lot of teamwork aspects to it that 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 fit and like feel relevant in a ways. That's the last thing I wanted. To we can move on. We can get to what's next. Which <laughs> here we go. While trying to decide if he should give the go ahead for an attack if their perimeter is breached, Heller is pulled out of the room. He's not given the news quite yet. Uh, we'll get to that though. Um, meanwhile, Kate calls Jack and tells him if Audrey is tell Kate calls Jack and tells him Audrey is dead. Oof. Jack, so this is this moment's amazing. Let's just talk about this whole moment for a second. <laughs> this is like I feel like Jack Keeper Sutherland is like obviously fantastic as Jack Bauer. He's the Jack Bauer we know and love. And mm-hmm. the the kind of emotions and things you see at play on his face in the matter of seconds that go on before he takes his next step. It's the kind of thing that only I can I can only see him doing. Obviously, there's other actors that could probably act the scene the way they can. But with the history that keeps out, that Hebrew Sutherland's brought to this role, if you play it like a couple degrees too much, you get like Arnold Schwarzenegger. If you get too you know low, it's just kind of a dramatic actor that's not quite pulling in that like what he's capable of next type thing. Keeper Sutherland is just brilliant here. He's he's just so broken and it's sad. And he pulls but he's out. He's got to keep his head on. He's got to keep too, his head on. So yeah, he, yeah. He he got to realizes like he under like he's at such this, he's at this he's at his lowest moments ever, like again. And he 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 pulls out a gun and he's about to like pretty much maybe blow his brains out. Like there's a there's a consideration there before he puts that gun away and pulls out his assault rifle and goes into Bauer rage attack mode. And it's just brilliant. It's just a great great moment. The needs yeah, the, of the, the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. It's basically what it comes to. You know, and, and the the camera lingers on his face, and, you know, 24 is usually a pretty kinetic show. So to top off Kiefer's amazing facial acting, it, it, it it's a very still moment, and you can really connect and be in it. And he goes from distraught to suicidal to berserker mode in a convincing fashion. For sure. And, I mean, Keeper Sutherland's great, obviously. And, like, Yvonne Strahovski, she's playing it really well, too. I think yeah, she, yeah, she killed it. She was great. Yeah, like, this is... Like, I, we, we've talked about how much we admire as an actress beforehand in terms of kind of Chuck, and really not a whole lot else, but, I mean, this she's really done she's a great job. She's been forgiven for Dexter. It's yeah, awesome. for, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? this definitely... Uh... She didn't... It wasn't her fault with Dexter. She did what she could. No, it was that more character writing. was awful, but this uh, this erased Dexter, her work on Dexter, from my mind. Yeah. Yeah, she's just... She's terrific in this season as a whole. Like, there's really... I have no, I have no qualms of her whatsoever as a character and her performance. And yeah, in this final episode, which I think could be set up for pretty much all the actors in this episode, I think everyone's just giving it their all in this, uh, this final episode with the things that happen. So, mm-hmm. with all that said, in my notes, I have in capital letters across like one line on my page, it says Bauer Rage, and that's exactly what happens. Uh, Jack, Jack hangs on from his his low moments and begins wasting Chang's men with everything, from an Uzi to a butcher's knife to eventually a sword. He just plows through guys. He's not missing any shots. He's doing everything. It's just it's it's the final episode of season one again, where he's just plowing through that dock with, <laughs> with just everything yeah. he's got because he's just angry. And an angry Jack Bauer means terrorists should like hide. When Jack Bauer is angry, even Bruce Banner hides. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jack finally makes his way to Chang. At this moment, the Chinese breach the perimeter. I don't care how cl- how convenient this is that all this happens at the same time because it's just so damn effective. Jack calls the CIA from station, 
He's they the CIA have this very convenient facial and vocal recognition <laughs> like software <laughs> to like identify Chang's face, who's been like like so Jack and Chang get into like a scuffle and like Chang's not gonna beat Jack Bauer. <laughs> so Jack really beats the hell out of him before getting his face like lined up for this recognition thing, which thankfully works, even though Jack's pummeled him. And then he like he forces Jack to like say for Chang to say Jack sorry. Jack forces Chang to say his name so they get vocal recognition right away. And um, once the the video link ends and they have the information they need, Jack Jack you got it. You got it. Yeah, Jack Jack's holding Chang like up with a samurai sword because yeah, conveniently so placed samurai sword. <laughs> I'd like to think that Chang's men, like, when they got into that boat, like, they had to make it more like home, I guess, even though I don't know I, I don't know how a samurai sword is like Chang's Chinese background, but regardless, he's like, put the swords up, guys. <laughs> make this my, my, you know, command center. Put the swords up. Do you so, want your swords uh, over here, or do you want it down, uh, up more up on the deck, Chang? No, I've got down here. So, so Jack's like, so after he's beaten up Chang, basically, he's kind of holding Chang up to the camera. Chang's like not, he's like really angry because he's, you know, he's Chang and Jack's his mortal enemy. And so he's not talking. So Jack gets that sword and he puts it up to his, his neck and it's like, you say, you say your name, all that nonsense. And Chang eventually does in the most angrily fashion ever. I am Chang. And it's, <laughs> and <laughs> once the, once the, it's very much like Grimlock apparently, I'm Chang. Um, but, um, once he gets the, you know, once they get the vi- the vocal recognition, then the video link ends. Jack Bauer is like, all right, <laughs> don't don't need you anymore. You've caused me nothing but you know horrible things. I'm going agony, to, agony. I'm gonna you know dispatch you, and he does so by chopping off Chang's head. He said, "This is for Audrey's sob." Yeah, and boy, did that head pop right off at the end of that one. And uh, we've seen just, some just to just to reflect and repeat. Jack Bauer cuts off someone's head with a samurai sword. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is a season where Jack Bauer has shot civilians in the leg. He, <laughs> he threw, uh, threw Margot Alhazir out of a window. When, yeah. threw, threw two terrorists out of a window in a span of like 30 seconds. Jack was not kind to the terrorists this season. He was more vicious. To, like, normally he'd be mad because he had to take him in and putting, you know, taking him into custody was more important. This season, no, you die. Smash Navarro up. I mean, he, he did everything he could. I mean, pretty much from the second he, he said, wake the bitch up, it was clear that this was an even more ruthless power than we're used to. Yeah. yeah. And yes. w- it might have been nasty to look at some of the other things in this season. I don't know if decapitation is ever really nasty, because it's just kind of like, if you're going to decapitate somebody, it's probably going to look pretty comical. And it kind of was. But at the same well, time, it's te- like, wow. I mean, te- technically, you would, if it was realistic, his neck would start, like, squirting. Yeah. But... No squirting. I'd like to think the Jack Bauer rage can, you know, led to the sword heating up as he picked it up. <laughs> so it, it caught, caught it <laughs> his neck as he cut it off. Yeah, when Jack picks up swords, they turn into lightsabers. That's pretty much. Uh, yeah. Jack, Jack is actually one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> but, um, Maybe he'll be on uh, season two of Sleepy Hollow. That'd be great, right? That's, That's a really, great segue really, into the really going t- back to Ichabod Cranecast. Really tying our podcast together, so we just have to do it's one. Uh-huh. You know, and the fina- finales are known for little twists and tying things together yeah. in unexpected fashion. So, yeah, before we go too far off into this wonderful wild tangent, let's, yeah, back to Jack, who's just, he's, he's yeah, he's done with Chang. He's got rid of his, he's got rid of the man that tortured both him and Audrey and ended up killing Audrey and causing even more pain to Jack for the, you know, better part of Bow-wah. many, many years, really, yeah. So, no, no, no more Chang. He is, uh, he's gone. Chang was introduced the same season as Audrey. Yeah. We both did it in the same season. There you go. Uh-huh, everything ties together in a nice little depressing bow. Yeah, speaking of depressing bows, Heller then asks the Chinese president to turn his ships around after he gives him all the info and you know provides him with everything needed to convince him that the Chang theory was, in fact, the right one. He agrees, but he wants to discuss reparations for the carrier. I don't know what kind of reparations you'll get for the guy that used to be Chinese bombing yourself, but, you know, that's another story. Um, after Heller hangs up, he then receives the news that Audrey was killed by one of Chang's men. This makes him drop to the floor. It just, just hits him. It's like bricks. And it's really sad. I mean, it's really yeah. sad. And I mean, we've talked a lot about how great Devane has been this year, but I mean, this was just, uh, oof. It's rough. It yeah. is. And it was really like a raw, like almost just like natural moment. I mean, there's nothing... 
you know, forced about. He just fell. It was just like a pure blow to the chest. It's like the weight of the world just destroyed him just then. It's mm-hmm. it's, re- it's really, and we'll get to even more of him and how depressing it continues to be later. <laughs> but, oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, my God. It's it, it, That's yeah. a tough thing, especially after, you know, a win like that, technically. Like, it's... Like after you know putting on the brink, putting on the brink of nuclear annihilation, and then you get the news. Also, your daughter died. That's just it's just it's just really sad. it's really sad. Yeah. And it's played just the right way. Like you can see people fainting and things, and maybe not play it as well as it needs to be. But I mean, this the, the twenty four. I think, regardless of the quality of the seasons, I think it knows how to play a lot of these dramatic beats really well. And this is an episode that certainly I think fits in like a top five episode of twenty four, just for what it's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's. 20, 24, you know, a lot of the concepts and stuff is goofy, but they play it straight and they sell it to you. Yeah. And that's that's part of the, you know, they you know they make you buy into everything because of the way they're presenting it. And it's it's the strength of a season like this when your season's already mm-hmm. good that you can believe you can believe all the stuff that's happening in you know a, in a grounded sense compared to other more ridiculous seasons that these like, things might not have had a better greater effect on. Yeah, exactly. Like if you would have if you would have told me like the way you presented like season. Six, and you have Jack decapitating Chang with a samurai sword. I've been like, oh my gosh, this show has gone to the deep end. But this season, the way it's done, it's like, yes, thank you. So, I mean, there's just, it's just a difference in the way it's approached and presented and written and performed, and they just sell it better. So, yeah, Jack uh, returns to where Chloe was working and finds her missing, as if we needed something else to be, like, really upset about. <laughs> um, there's... There's blood nearby. Him and by the way, Belichick lived, which made me very happy. I was, was I was uh, uh, go what? You know, Belichick surviving and uh, what's his name over the CIA surviving were big surprises for me. Um, Who had the CIA? The Eric, guy who was paired with Kate. Oh, Eric. Most, yeah, Eric. Eric yeah, Eric. those two I thought would have gotten done away with. Uh, Belichick kind of thought maybe would have been forgotten and never come back. But that, yeah, the Eric lived. That was surprising. I thought he was you know your typical. Let's follow this guy around, and he'll be a big death at some point. In some I kind of I, I wrote I wrote in my notes because in terms of kind of like series over your season overviews, Eric's kind of he just wasn't really anything this season. Which I, I mean, obviously, there's so many characters on this show, and there's so much more possibilities yeah. to go with that are more important. And like in a 24 episode season, I could have seen him being more of a thing beyond like guy that naysays stuff until he's told the right the right thing to do is. But <laughs> he, he really is kind of a nothing character. Like he didn't really. Well, do he anything. was. He was our in with Kate early on. That's how that's how we got to know Kate, and then I guess they needed someone to run the CIA, and that's where he's given. And he was given less material, but that's that's the kind of reason I thought that since you know he's a guy we hang around with a lot, but we don't have much on that they could easily toss him in as a uh, notable kill at some point to spice things up. And they, they like didn't. if like if if this was twenty four episodes, CIA London would have been broken into by terrorists at some point, and Eric would have sacrificed himself. Right? That's yeah, how it so- would have Something like that, or they went on some like, you know, that mission where they um, they went to the wrong house and it got uh, the drone attacked it. it. You know, that could have been an easy place to knock him off there, but they kept him around. Yeah, but that doesn't make too much doesn't matter too much. Just wanted to point that out. With that, with all this said, Belichick did survive, which made me happy. That's where I got to this to begin with. <laughs> but um, so there's some blood nearby, and Jack then receives a phone call from somebody wanting to meet, and that we get a commercial break there. Did any did you guys know what this was? I thought well, I was like, oh, well, who did they bring back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right? what I thought, <laughs> too. I was like, uh, my first thought, I was like, it's Tony Almeida on the phone. I was right. It could have been. I was watching yeah. this with my with my friend Scooter, and unfortunately, I did not get to live tweet this episode. I was I was unable to kind of make it in and watch it live. But I was just thinking, like, I was just yelling at. It. I was like, who else is gonna be involved now? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What worse could happen before we get like the very obvious, like, oh yeah, the Russians? I guess no <laughs> <laughs> that makes complete sense when I think about it. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say what now. What follows a commercial break? Maybe the ten most bittersweet moments in Twenty Four history. Yes. <laughs> I mean, so, there's just like an aura of sadness. There really is, and it applies to one character a lot that I wasn't even anticipating. But well, here we go. So we get back from the uh, the break. It's now 10.50 a.m. 12 hours later. 12 hours later. We get the big title card and everything, so 12 hours later. And we this is basically an epilogue. I mean, we... I, yeah, we've not, never seen, like, this kind of thing in 24 before. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a development of what happens with Jack and Chloe, but for the most part, all the other characters are given an epilogue for them, for you know, to wrap them up for the season, because we don't see anybody else after these individual scenes. So... 
we'll just go in order at the station. Eric tries to reassure Kate that there's nothing she could have done to save Audrey from a second shooter. She then drops off her gun and badge on the desk and grabs her jacket and leaves. I mean, presumably she's, you know, she's done with CIA, whether or not it's because of, you know, all the stuff she's learned about her own husband and what she was able to do this year or this, you know, this day and whether or not she wants to even continue doing this kind of work. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes from there. But yeah, she's, she leaves. Um, she has her dignity, I guess, and, you know, certainly a things she'll have to deal with in her life, but, you know, she's out of there. And that, that wraps up Kate for the season. Move on, we get to... Here's the best one. Not the best one, but here's here's one that I really enjoyed. Um, not even for, like, like darkly humorous, just because I think it's just legit played well. Eric tells Mark Boudreaux, who's in custody, that he's being taken to the military transport to the United States. Uh, Ritter tells him that the president... Tells him only that the president is boarding Air Force One when he asks what happened to, to Heller. What and we'll, so let's stop here. Um, what we get here is we see Mark, who you know obviously all of us have been against all season because he's a weir, he's a weaselly guy, um, as you have in twenty four. And there's if there's one thing the show was able to do very effectively, and there's been many things it's able to do very effectively, but for the, for Mark Boudreaux, for a character we've hated for the entire season of twenty four, they make you really empathize with what he's going through because he lost everything. Like, yeah, and like. As much as we can say, like, how awful things he's done might have been, the, 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 the initial reason we were angry at him is because he was trying to protect his wife. That's really what it does boil down to. In the same day, his wife was murdered, he lost his job, and he's being charged with treason and will likely face the death penalty. Yeah, and he... So not it, a good it, day for Mark Woodrow. And it's, uh, it's an interesting choice that the way 24 plays it, they don't play it in the, like, serves you right type manner. Oh, it's, no. It's, it's, it's oddly... very... Even-handed and yeah, because it, it, it's, it's it's neutral. All, yeah, it is, and I I mean it's a combination of both the direction and from Tate Donovan, who all you see you really see is his face and a tear, and you understand where he's coming from at this point. Yeah. You get that he's lost everything, and there's no there's just no reason for us to be shown like, you know, whatever his sensing is, or show other characters looking at him disapprovingly. It's just it's all there on his face. You can think- you can tell. We got to give credit to Donovan for probably most of it because he didn't overplay it and like what a lot of people might have, and he just, I, I think it's because of him that it works the way it does. I mean, yeah, I think I think we we liked Benjamin Bratt more once he kind of dug into kind of the smarmy, smug, mole character that he went to. I think I liked Mark more, just playing it as it is, stop stopping you know his kind of squirming and just sitting in the mess that he's made for himself, and it really yeah. is an effective moment. Yeah. And it, it really did make it, it like, legit, like, it, uh, I was already, you know, emotional about this episode. It's like, wow, there's just, there's no reason for me to, like, yell at Mark for what he's done, because he he knows it. Like, he knows what he's done, and he knows what's gone, and he knows what's coming. And that uh, that wraps up Mark Boudreaux for the season. So then we get to another emotional bomb. <laughs> As, um, uh, Prime Minister Stephen Fry Davies consoles Heller as he watches his daughter's casket being taken to a plane. Already a horrible sentence to say. And then we get to Heller, who tells the Prime Minister, very matter-of-factly, that because of his illness, he's not going to remember any of this. He delivers a story oh. about about how he was looking at a picture of his daughter, and he didn't realize it was his daughter until, you know, moments passed. And he realizes that, along, you know, very soon from now, he's not going to remember Audrey, he's not going to remember his daughter, he's not going to remember what's happened today. And he's not going to remember that she was horribly murdered. It's... It's a way for him to accept things, maybe just because life's taking course. But at the same time, it's just horribly tragic. It's it's, it's tragic. I mean, it's ugh. it's tragic. It's it's I I don't know. It's it's a weird thing because there's all sorts of emotions coming from that speech and the way he plays it and the way the look he has on his face of like some sort of like confidence is like kind of cryptic. It, in a way. Yeah, it's this crazy. It's this. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, it's something that that just feels like a. A great, a, a great piece of acting work that that feels yeah. like you can't really you can't learn that you you kind of just you have that in you and Devane's one of those guys that apparently has it in him because he makes that he plays that moment so well. Well, and you can sort of see like the thing I think is excellent is like that's kind of how I feel like a real like president would be in that situation if you saw like live footage of him like walking the casket to like just the the way he like saves face or keeps straight where you can tell there's like a depression yet trying to act presidential and professional above all else to show a sign of no show no sign of weakness when doing it it's it's very interesting 
It's a it's an incredible scene, written, acted, everything. Just yeah. And then I mean, yeah. then I looked at my watch and I was like, really, we have this little time left? Before we even get to that, though, because I mean, we can talk plenty about Jack Bauer. <laughs> we like <sighs> Kate and Heller and Audrey and anyone else involved. I mean, obviously, Jack and Chloe. We'll get to them and Belichick, uh, but <laughs> and Eric. And, I mean, even parts of Navarro in terms of the stuff that he helped to do to stop the initial terrorist threat. All of them did things to, like, save the world today. (laughs) They stopped a war from going on, uh, from happening. And the reward is terrible. The reward is, well, you're alive still, I guess. Some of you. Because not as Audrey doesn't make. Like, it's, it's such a weird kind of place to be in with 24 where it can... It can allow you to be relieved that all hell didn't break loose because people were able to stop things within a certain span of time. But what you're left with is these people are still in their own personal hell all because they wanted to help people in yeah. their own way. <laughs> and that's that's rough. It's really rough yeah. to take away. Okay, so, yeah. Last thing. <laughs> so we see a helicopter land outside outside London. Where That's where we are. Where it says the title. The title says Outside London. An SUV rushes to the scene. Jack and Belichick get out. We see, like, they're surrounded. There's nothing. I, I didn't exactly think Jack was about to, like, launch some kind of crazy ambush to stop whatever was about to happen from happening. So, just, But here we are. Jack and Belichick get out of the car. Jack walks toward the chopper alone. Belichick's, you know, he's standing back, got a gun up, you know, watching the men that are watching them. Chloe gets out of the chopper, taken out by arm. He's taken out of the chopper by armed men. Basically, you kind of read what the scene is because you hear Russian accents and you just kind of figure what's going on, which I kind of like. I kind of like that there was no real details beyond Jack just saying, like, you'll leave these people alone if we do the whatever. Jack yells, she walks first, and we see this is an exchange of the Russians. Jack and Chloe pass by each other. and They have a, a goodbye moment. Jack, defying my point from earlier, he says, you're right, Chloe. You are my only friend. <laughs> and, uh, no, he says my best friend. My best friend. That's okay. It's actually really touching. It is. It is. It's a very touching moment. It, it's. It, it's very. It's for for our show that is called the Jack and Chloe Adventure Cast. It is nice that the series did decide to end on a moment of Jack and Chloe kind of reaching out to each other and expressing the fact that they were they're good. They're very good companions. And they, they had they had our uh, our podcast in mind when they wrote that. Exactly. I thought so. Yeah. They like they changed it. I think um, to that to make sure. But anyway, they they pass another. They pass one another. They touch hands, and, and um, he asks her to look in on his family when she's able to. And then they uh, they part. Chloe makes it over to Belichick. Gun still trained, and they eventually kind of they kind of watch their way out. Jack is brought into the helicopter, and ex- which was an exchange, obviously, for Chloe and for the safety of his family. Jack boards the the uh, the, hel- the helicopter, uh, which is headed to Moscow, and um, he's taken away. Jack has got a smirk on his face. Has a smirk on his face. He's not, you know, he. Jack Jack Bauer, he's been through a certain level of hell in his life many times, and I don't know if torture is exactly going to you know make him feel better. Well, we we don't necessarily we don't know, know that definitively that he's going to be tortured. I, I don't see what else is going to happen for Jack Bauer uh, when he gets. Well, my Russia. my favorite theory is that if there's another season of Twenty Four, it'll start with him landing in in Russia, and they're all like. Thank you for coming, Mr. Bauer. We have a very important mission for you. That's what like, Man, that's what Manny Cotto um, says. He'd like if it. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that, like yeah think That's happened. exactly yeah. right. I read it in an interview. That's exactly right. That would be perfect. That would be such a like. We're, we don't plan to torture you, Mr. Bauer. We we have other matters we need you for, or something like that. Twenty-four Moscow. You know that's better than Die Hard Moscow. Uh, Twenty-four Mission to Moscow, I believe, is the preferred title. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Jack is. Uh, Jack's taken away. Silent clock. Silent. Two still. Yeah, because I wrote my notes. Double silent clocks at the end. That's the last thing I have in my notes. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the first time there's been two, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. In an episode. Yeah. In one episode, yeah. Yeah. And that wraps up the the season twenty four. That's that's where we leave things. Unless you have my fan fiction ending, where uh, the Russian guy says something to the pilot, and he turns around. It's Aaron Pierce, and he says, "Very well, comrade," and winks. <laughs> and that's how we get Aaron Pierce in there. We know Jack's okay. Perfect. So I guess let's. I think we. I think we could tell that we're all you know very happy, pleased with this episode. I think it's a terrific episode of Twenty Four. It's yeah. It, 
Just, and, and it's, I mean, it just, you know, it reaffirmed that this was one of the strongest seasons they've ever done. Yep. It was a great finale that tied a great bow. It may be the most emotional episode the show's ever produced. Because I, I feel like other times where there have been deaths or emotional moments, uh, it's over quickly because the tension continues to escalate and other things happen. But this episode sort of had a, an aura of sadness that permeated throughout. Yeah, I would, you know, I'd... It was really effective. I, I thought it was a great hour of television. And like Brendan said, against all odds and against what, what I kind of expected, uh, this is one of the best seasons they've produced. Yeah, I did not expect... I expected something solid, like season seven, since they had such a break, you know, or just, yeah. you know, happy to watch 24 again for so many episodes. But I did not expect one of their best seasons. Agree. I can just say I was looking forward to this season just because I love watching 24, regardless of the quality of the season. I love watching the show and the fact that, it, you know, it helps <laughs> that everyone just see, felt committed. And having the 12 episodes, sure, we didn't get a full season of 24, oh my god, but I mean, what we got was this just really tightly paced, well-plotted out, well-structured, well-acted season of a series that I was very happy to like once, and it managed to come back and continue delivering on the aspects that I like about it. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I it agree. Had me yelling at my TV again. For sure, yeah. It had me, like, sitting straight up, lean forward, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, heart rate. Like, I did not want Audrey to die. Like, I was sitting there worried for her the moment that phone rang in the previous episode through to her death where they caught me off guard. And, you know, that's what 24 during its best seasons used to do to me, that it kind of lost along the way because stuff like that became so expected and so, you know, overdone that, you know. Yeah. Their, their patience and restraint that they went back to, even more so than they did in Season 7, was made it all work again. Yeah. So, I mean... I feel, we like are, gentlemen. I feel like we've wrapped up our thoughts on this season and this episode of 24, Live Another Day. I mean, there's not much else we can go into. Yeah. Again, we can, I can only hope that there's more, because, I mean, I certainly like getting very good 24, and if that can continue happening, I'd hope to see that someday. I think you know, it'd be nice to have an even 10 seasons as well. But um, you have Tony, or Tony, Chloe, uh, Chase Edmonds, and Aaron Pierce go rescue Jack from Russia. Yeah, there's certainly not a shortage of other actors that could be pulled back into the series. Yeah, I actually would love to see Chase back, particularly because James Bachdale has become such a cool actor. Oh, for sure. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think and he's I mean, improved, improved yeah. drastically since he was on the show. And in in 24 time, it's like 2078, so he could have like a Luke Skywalker hand, but. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. With um, with that said, let me just read this quick um future synopsis for 24 that I, I I formed myself here. Next time on 24, Jack forms a band in prison, which allows him to practice, which is he's allowed to practice with in between his torture sessions. Chloe heads back to the U.S., updating both her Match.com profile and her Monster.com profile page. Mark is denied leniency request on his sentencing, and former President Heller sips a glass of lemonade while back at home. That's all in uh, episode 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. And, uh, Does that happen in real time? Oh, 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 yeah. You better believe it. Okay. <laughs> and with that said, we are now ending, nearing the end of our transmission for this week. Feel free to email us. Um, feel free to follow us on Twitter, and feel free to follow us on Facebook. I honestly, we just don't know where we're um, where we're going on this podcast at this point. If there's another season of 24, and Brandon Maxwell and I still feel up to doing another podcast about it, which you know, a year from now we might be able to do. We'll see. But regardless, if you like the three of us, you can catch us on the Icapod Cranecast this fall. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we we will be back in another forum. And yep. in fact, I got a, I got a really cool tweet from another from someone on Twitter asking if we were going to do a bridge podcast, which <laughs> which made me laugh. So, oh, but I mean, that just makes me think. Hey, you listeners apparently like our twenty four podcast, let alone maybe our Icapod Cranecast. I would yeah, hope. I mean, and I would say if there's another show, you know, in the fall or, or coming back next year that. You may be interested in hearing our particular perspective on let us know and maybe we'll we'll work something out. Yeah. The possibilities are limitless. Whether it be like kind of a, a one off bonus episode of some kind or you know, yep. addressing it in the Nickapod Crankcast episode or whatever. I mean Give us a spring show. We have a fall show, we have a summer show. Yeah. Maybe yeah. <laughs> a spring show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, J C Adventure Cast. I didn't say that by the way, for Twitter and email and Facebook and all that. Um, what else? I mean you can find this you can find all the episodes of this show at hhwlod.com, along with the episodes of the Icapod Cranecast and the other podcasts at that side, like Walking Dead TV Podcast, and, of course, the other podcasts that I host out now with Aaron and Abe. 
and other fun shows about comics and games and TV and fun stuff like that. With that in mind, Maxwell, where can people find more of your work on the internet? Yeah, follow me at Twitter at uh, CineMaxwell or visit CineMaxwell.com. And, uh, you know, it's been a pleasure playing with you this evening, gentlemen. Brandon? Um, my Twitter handle is at BTPeters. Um, I have my blog, Naptown Nerd, where I write about, like, films and stuff. And then I have, uh, I write for Why So Blue, where I write about, like, uh, films and stuff, too. So. And, yes, I also write at WhySoBlue.com, reviewing Blu-rays and films, as well as my own personal blog, TheCodeAzeek.com. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash AaronsPS4. Guys, this has been... This has been awesome. Like we've been talking about oh, yeah. before for basically what, like, like twelve weeks, maybe. <laughs> like this is more than yeah, that. If you include fifteen, our, our, yeah, we have like fifteen weeks. Yeah, I mean, we've so it's been a few months here talking about twenty four, and it's it's been great. Like it's it's certainly you know it's not easy to put podcasts together, <laughs> and so no between the coordinating between the three of us who are you know busy people with our own lives, and you know you know putting the show together and publishing it and all that. Like it takes a lot of effort, and I I you know I applaud us for putting the time in. I'm very happy with how this has gone. And I applaud all the listeners that have tuned in and listened, um, whether it's, you know, all of the episodes or just started tuning in because they wanted to care more about 24 on a weekly basis. Um, I, I, you know, we're, I like, I think I can speak for all of us by saying we're very, you know, very proud to be doing this and very happy for anyone that tuned in. And, and I think we're, we're, hum we're humbled that for, even if one person listens to us, we're humbled that you've taken the time, um, to, to hear what we have to say. For sure. Very much so. And um, don't fret not, because as Maxwell said, we will be back with the Ichapod Crane cast. And if anyone that hasn't watched Sleepy Hollow has not caught up with that show yet, if you're into the supernatural ridiculousness that also happens to be well acted and well plotted, tune into Sleepy Hollow. It's a right. It's a you know, damn Blu-ray Blu comes out this summer, so buy it. And after each episode, listen to our season one podcast episodes. You'll be caught up so quickly, you'll just be like, "Wow, I'm really caught up quickly." There is no real analogy there, so I just went with that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. All right. Okay. So with all with all that said, I have I have a few fun facts I want to read before we sign off for what could be for good or not. We'll see. But here we go. Mission Impossible is just another way of saying Mission Without Jack Bauer. <laughs> Jack Bauer's calendar goes from March 31st to April 2nd because no one fooled Jack Bauer. <laughs> Lastly, when a convicted terrorist was sentenced to face Jack Bauer, he appealed to have the sentence reduced to death. Thank you. <laughs> Silent clock. Okay. There we go.